Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marie Chu. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm so good, Christiana, because today we're finally going to talk about something I've been wanting to discuss for some time, the Blue Zones. Ah, yes, you've been talking about that for a long time. Let's get away, Sherry. Okay, so this is now the time when I always invite our friends and listeners to relax in any way they want, grab a tall glass of water or a warm mug of tea, and settle in to learn about the Blue Zones. Okay, Christiana, you know I'm so excited to chat with you about the Blue Zones, but do you know anything about them at all? Uh, Yes, a little bit, but not as Blue Zones. I'm familiar with the longevity in parts of the world, like the Okinawa people of Japan, as well as the people of Loma Linda in California. And actually, there's another part of the U.S. Um, I can't remember for the life of me while I was doing research on environmental impact on longevity, and I sort of ran into that. It was a project, but now I don't know what it's called. The <laughs> emphasis on that was on community and social support, how it enhances the quality of our lives, especially our health and also increases life expectancy. Well, I mean, you seem to know a little bit about the Blue Zones, but let me introduce our listeners to the Blue Zones more formally then. The Blue Zones are areas in the world where people live longer, better. It's kind of like what we're trying to do with our podcast, give people ideas and behaviors and techniques on how to live forever young. Most people think that the Blue Zones are just about eating well. And eating has a lot to do with it, but there's so much more. There are different regions in Europe, Latin America, and Asia that U.S. researchers have identified as having the highest concentration of centenarians in the world. That is, people living over the age of 100. And these Blue Zone inhabitants have a number of common things that they do to make them considered the healthiest people on Earth. They move their bodies a lot, and we talk about that a lot. Um, They have social circles that reinforce healthy behaviors. They take time to de-stress. They're part of communities and often religious ones, and they're committed to their families. So, Christiana, what do you think? Does any of this resonate with you? Do you want to learn more? I, I, I actually want to learn more. It sounds really great. Everything you've mentioned are some of the principles that we talk about here on Forever Young. Lifestyle changes, gut health, brain health, exercise, stress management, and so forth. We know what to do to catch onto them, Sherry. <laughs> Unfortunately, common knowledge does not always equal common practice. So I'm really curious. Can you tell me more about the five blue zone split? Sure. Let's start where they are. So the five blue zones, again, they're the areas with the largest concentration of people over the age of 100 living healthy lives. So in Ikaria, Greece, they have the lowest rates of dementia. In Okinawa, Japan, they have 
um, females over the age of 70 live the longest there in the world. In the Oliastra region in Sardinia, they have the highest concentration of male centenarians. In Loma Linda, California, the Americans that live there live 10 years longer than their American counterparts. And in the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, they have the second highest concentration of male centenarians. Okay, Christiana, there are nine common denominators of people living in the blue zones. Let's see how many of these habits that you have. Are you ready? Sure, let's go. Okay, so first, people living in blue zones move naturally. So that is, they don't go to the gym to move or go to yoga or practice Pilates, but they live in environments that constantly nudge them into moving without thinking. So they grow and tend to their own gardens in their backyards, and they don't have mechanical conveniences for house and yard work. So no Roombas. What do you think? Do you move naturally? Yes, I do. And they grow their gardens just like me, right? <laughs> See, that's why I don't do yoga like you. I'm very aware of the importance of movement. <laughs> Any movement at all. And that's why I love dancing a lot, even without music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to see that. Like you just hey. about your day and all of a sudden dancing. <laughs> we do. And like I'm the dancing machine here. I have a resident that identifies me with dancing every time. Are you going to dance, Christiana? And I just start dancing right there, you know? It's fun. I love that. that is so amazing. It is. <laughs> And so another thing that people in blue zones do is that they have a sense of purpose. It's what gets them up in the morning. The Okinawans call it the Ikigai and the Nikoyan people call it their plan de vida. So Christiana, what do you call it? I call it gratitude for life. <laughs> Being a nurse, I know what a blessing it is to be able to get up on my own two feet every morning room myself, feed myself, and be able to do things independently. This gives me purpose to enjoy every day and to lend a helping hand to those who need it. So my life is full of purpose. I love that. I mean, I think when my brother became sick is when I first, you know, started thinking about my abilities and what I can do and how I should be grateful for having to walk up the stairs and not take an escalator, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, it was just like, all of a sudden I, my eyes were open to how I can move my body and that I was able to move my body. So I often think like, I'm exercising or I'm walking and I'm parking really far in the parking lot because I have the ability to walk. I don't need to park close to any building entrance, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's amazing. Okay. And, and, and you know, that is what COVID has done for everyone. Now yeah. we know how to appreciate the little things of life. You know, people used to just go to restaurants and eat and didn't even know how significant that was. 
you want to travel, you can go wherever. But now we've all learned that, you know, life can change in the fickle of an eye. <laughs> appreciate everything. We've exactly. been in this, uh, what, going on two years now? Oh, my God. Uh, you have to wear masks. You can't do anything. Like, oh, it's it's pretty scary. But, you know, yeah. that is good. So this is something that we've all always known, especially people in the healthcare field. I used to tell people when I talk about health, when I lecture, I say, you know, just take a visit to a dialysis unit in any hospital. You see the professionals, you see the young, the old, you know, the, the brain and everyone just there to, for, for sustenance of life. Mm-hmm. So when you have your health, you just don't know how blessed you are, right? Right. That is part of our forever young podcast <laughs> we to do, right? That's right. That's right. So another thing that people um, that live in the Blue Zones do actually is something that a lot of people have been learning how important this is in their lives, especially during COVID, and that's learning how to downshift or de-stress. So even people living in Blue Zones can get stressed out, but the difference is that they know what to do to relieve their stress. So Okinawans take a few moments each day to remember their ancestors and be grateful for them. Adventists pray and Ikarians take a nap and Sardinians do happy hour. So how about that? Any of these things resonate with you, Christiana? Um, hmm. Well, I do. <laughs> I, I I just think I need to learn a little bit about, you know, the stopping and smelling the roses <laughs> you know my my really bad sleeping habit of going to bed <laughs> yes that's right so i don't nap but we all know how important sleep is right right so that is something definitely that i would want to change you know just you know slow yeah. down a little bit something that you can work on mm-hmm. <laughs> you're sleeping i know right I'm fine though. I hear your voice and I hear Dr. Odiato's voice every time in my head. I've been doing better, right? And I just try not to send you messages anymore. (laughs) Like last night. I'm not sure if you're doing better or you're just not texting me in the middle of the night. I'm doing better actually because, (laughs) you know, again, I've had enough of it. It's time to stop, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like, it would be so cool if taking an afternoon nap was a normal thing. It would be so great, I think, to have a little afternoon nap, a little rest. Maybe it's not even a nap. Maybe it's just a little time to rest, to read, you know, to recharge before you keep going with your day. Yeah, I don't think everyone is caught out to nap. Really, <laughs> no, I mean you don't need when, to. When 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 I was in high school, I of course I went to a boarding school. Most most people go to boarding school uh, back in Africa those days. I don't know about now. We had siesta where mm-hmm. it was compulsory to nap, but I never napped. I <laughs> lived because we were not allowed. You know, some of us they found ways to communicate. There were no cell phones then, and my children. I remember when my daughter was at one of the Montessori. Uh, school the teacher would tell me oh she she rubbed her back and rubbed her back for like half an hour and she did not sleep I said you know what she doesn't nap it's just <laughs> having her so don't don't waste your time just give her some quiet activity right 
So yeah. when I'm really, really tired once in a while in nap, but otherwise it's just not, I'm not, you know, engineered for napping. <laughs> a little bit too. But I mean, you could maybe use the time to go for a walk. Yeah. That's sit down and read something for fun. Yes. Right? Oh, just like you have a scoop of ice cream, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a way to just de-stress. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's important. There are lots of ways you can de-stress without napping. That's right. So, okay. So the next one, Christiana, maybe has something to do with my ice cream habit. Um, <laughs> I think it's the most difficult of, of all of these habits for me. And that is knowing when to stop eating. So blue zone inhabitants stop eating when they are 80% full. So there's that 20% gap between being full, 80% full and being full. And a lot of times that 20% gap can be the difference between, you know, losing and gaining weight. And also blue zone inhabitants eat the smallest meal of their day in the late afternoon or early evening. And then they don't eat again after that. I mean, how could they not have ice cream at 10 o'clock at night? Right. <laughs> In terms of, you know, eating up to 80% of your capacity, that's something I'll have to learn. Not that I overeat, but my mom used to say that my eyes are bigger than my stomach because I often think I need more food than I actually need, right? So, so wait, was your mom half Filipino? Because there's... <laughs> There's a Tagalog saying, it's called takao tingin. And that basically translates to your eyes being bigger than your stomach. And I was always, always told that when I was a kid. And even today, I mean, who are we kidding? (laughs) You you have my permission to load up on those salads and, you know, apple and avocados, okay? (laughs) Don't harm you. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, there's another thing um, that Blue Zone people do, and we've been talking about this for a long time now. It's that they eat mainly vegetables and beans. Mm -hmm. So in fact, beans like fava, black beans, soybeans, and lentils are the cornerstone of most centenarian diets. And meat, mostly pork, is only eaten on average five times a month and the serving size is only like a deck of cards do you think you can do this like only eat meat (laughs) the size of a deck of cards five times a month well actually that is the size of meat you're supposed to eat for healthy eating right the size of your palm right you have big hands well good luck right (laughs) But but that is your serving portion. But eating it five times a month is absolutely a no-go zone for me. I'm sorry. Because my family and I are meat eaters, okay? You know, we, we also love to eat beans. And for me, like protein and fish is a big thing for me. But you know what? I also love oyster mushrooms. Yeah. And we found that out during Lent one year. It just tastes like meat. So maybe I could survive on oyster mushrooms and, and maybe a little bit of fish. Yeah, I think I think the same. <laughs> I think that I could maybe do a diet of um, 
that would be like seafood and vegetables and beans. Like I know that I would definitely crave like a burger every once in a while or, you know, prime rib or steak or something, but maybe for the most part, I could live like a pescatarian diet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's just willpower. I think any of us can do anything if we set our <laughs> minds to it, right? Yeah. Like, and they have a lot of uh, meat alternatives. This is actually taste like meat if you're desperate for meat. But I just love the good meat, fresh one. <laughs> so I think I will not be participating in this aspect of Bloom Zone for a long, long time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe our diets will change as we get older. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. Well, okay, so another thing that Blue Zone habitants do that we haven't really talked about before is that they drink alcohol both moderately and regularly. So they drink one to two glasses per day of alcohol with friends, with or without food. And I mean, we met right before COVID lockdown. So I don't even know. Do you drink alcohol, Christiana? No, alcohol is not my choice of beverage because alcohol and coffee upsets my stomach. I may have the odd spritzer and yeah, very rarely, but my favorite thing to drink is sparkling water. (laughs) I started drinking that when I gave up pop for the most part, right? You know, you're not supposed to drink of the high sugar content so when i drink sparkling water it makes me feel like i'm drinking something with flavor so yeah <laughs> no coffee either huh yeah, yeah. Wow. coffee makes me sleepy and also upsets my stomach oh wow i'm a tea drinker okay mm-hmm. okay because I'll- in high school people used to drink coffee to stay up and study when i drank coffee i slept <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will indulge in an alcoholic beverage. I don't, I don't obviously, like I don't drink as much as I used to. And not that I ever drank a lot, um, but like, I'm definitely a gin girl. I'm Mm -hmm. not like a beer person, but recently one of my neighbors brought me peach whiskey and it is incredible. It is so awesome. Like the, you sweet. Well, you wouldn't think that peach would go with whiskey because whiskey is such a strong flavor, but it's really nice because it sort of brightens it. It's just nice over ice. Nice, nice. But anyway, yes, I enjoy sparkling water all the time, too. Oh, you do? I do. I love sparkling water. But they say it's not too much. It's not good for you, so. Well, I'm having a big glass of water right now, so Mm -hmm. it's all good. And it's not sparkling. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Okay, so um, another thing that Blue Zone inhabitants do, and I know that you're part of this, Christiana, is that they're part of a faith-based community. What's amazing about this is that research shows that attending faith-based services four times a month will add four to 14 years of life expectancy. Isn't that incredible? That's fantastic. <laughs> but I understand the huge benefit um, faith can have on our lives. It's one of the biggest distressors that you can have, right? Because um, we know that stress is the number one killer. So personally, I don't know what 
or where I will be without my faith. It gives me purpose and strengthens my resolve to keep on keeping on every day, no matter what's on my path, right? So yeah. I can That's understand how that works. Yeah, it is. And I, I see it too with, with my family. It's like a real sense of comfort comes from our faith and you never, you're never alone. There's always someone in the community that's there for you and with you. So it is pretty amazing. And okay, so here's another thing that Blue Zone inhabitants do. And I definitely know you're part of this group. It's that successful centenarians in Blue Zones put their families first. And this means keeping aging parents and grandparents nearby or even in the home. And they also commit to a life partner, which can actually add up to three years to your life expectancy. And they invest in their children with time and love. Um, so I know that we are definitely both proponents of putting our families first. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's everything. Everyone needs a sense of belonging. We need to feel that unconditional love. And most of all, we also need to know that we have someone that we can lean on, right? When we are not strong. And family does not only mean blood relatives because some families don't get along, but there's also some friendship that is stronger than blood bond, you know. So just having that community, like, you know, here at Alexis Lodge, we call it the Alexis Lodge family. So it definitely, like that social community actually yeah. impacts longevity. So that's and- uh, a, a given. Yeah. And I think too, like family doesn't mean just blood relatives, right? It's, it's the people who we choose to, to be with us. And that's actually the last habit of the Blue Zone Centenarians is having the right social circle. So the world's long lived people choose or actually born into social circles that support their healthy behaviors. (laughs) So They're not just good friends, but they support your healthy behaviors too. So Okinawans and and all that, right? (laughs) We want you to have avocados every day. (laughs) We're having together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Okinawans create Moais, which are a group of five friends that commit to each other for life. And research also shows that smoking, obesity, and happiness, and even loneliness are contagious. So you know how important it is to have, you know, friends around you that are as positive as you are, Christiana. So, um, (laughs) uh, like, so except for our eating, our eating till we're full (laughs) and our meat eating. We are, we are in good company. (laughs) Big eyes, small stomach, right? We're doing pretty well. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we just have to work together to make our eyes smaller than our stomach. Yeah. So no, it's interesting because you brought up obesity here. A lot of people talk about obesity as a genetic thing. And um, a lot of obesity actually is, is more familiar. It's like what you eat, what you, you know, again, that family. So your mom, you grew up eating a lot of French fries and stuff. I I should stop naming foods anyway, like, you know, (laughs) fattening foods, right? And then you go into your own home. That's what you know and you continue because 
oftentimes you find that obese people have pets that are obese too. And that's what I often ask. Are they genetically connected? No, they are not. Mm-hmm. So familiarity of, you know, what your lifestyle, so to speak, right? Right. So to me, the blue zone is all about a, li- a lifestyle choice, right? Mm-hmm. It's just about basically, again, everything we've been talking about here. What you put into your body is what you will get out of it. And we all need to learn that we need to bank health through what we eat, through our lifestyle choices. Because if you don't have anything banked uh, or stored up or deposited into your health account, you're not going to be able to have anything to withdraw as you age. So you need to bank something, you know, the healthy habits, the, the healthy eating, so that as you age, you'll be able to withdraw health back, right? Because right. I see it every day. I have seen the 80s, 90s, like almost 100 years old people who are still very active and they can dance circles around you. And then you have these 60-something, the 70-something who are struggling so much. And right there, you can almost say, okay, I know what you did last summer, right? <laughs> kind of. <Yeah. laughs> so, and it's an eye-opener. Not just, I'm not just saying this lightly. And that was the whole reason that we started this podcast, just to, you know, get people thinking and giving those little things that we know or we learn or bringing guests to help us along, right? So, um, so Blue Zone is whatever you make of it in whatever corner of the world you live in. So those people are doing great and we can make our own blue zones. So I hope that, you know, we all learn something from this. So let's do it. Let's go, (laughs) Sherry. (laughs) Okay. So we'll, we'll create our own little blue zone in the GTA, right? Right. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So there's so much more that we can delve into, into blue zones and we can chat about food and the way we live and We can talk more about purposeful movement and what gives us purpose. But I thought that scratching the surface of the blue zones with the nine common traits, it just really ties, again, into so much that we've been talking about. So for me, I'm really going to try and stop eating when I'm 80% full. 80%. (laughs) And I'm going to make my eyes smaller than my stomach. Same idea. So we're all banking on the food, right? Okay. (laughs) I'm also going, I'm really going to try and move more purposefully, like really think about where I can move more in my day. Cause it's hard when you're working at home and from home, right? And you, you know, I, I work in, you know, walking the dog and taking long walks and working out, but um, I do find that I, I burn far more calories when I'm moving around more in the day. So I'm going to try and think about how I can move around more in the day. And, you know, moving purposefully to that ice cream store. <laughs> you know, yeah. The idea. But- Walking to get the ice cream. <laughs> But speaking of movement too, if you actually want to move for weight loss, you want to move for health, it has to be constant movement for at least 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like when you are using rubbing two sticks together to ignite fire, you have to have that friction going on for so long. So 
for your body to actually kick into fat burning, you need to be moving for at least 20 minutes. Like but I think too, though, the, the point is, is that you're, you are moving your body more than you're sedentary, right? Like, and so it's hard when your job is to sit and write or read or whatever, but I want to find more ways where I can move myself more rather than sit. What I, I did sort of quantify like weight loss. If you want mm-hmm. to use movement for weight loss, that's okay. different than just regular health, you know, right. building your heart muscle or whatever. Because like in healthcare, you see a lot of nurses like myself, we move around a lot, but we're not all skinny. Right. Because we, we move and stop. We move and stop. So it, it's not consistent. So we're not getting that benefit. And then the other thing too is, you know, the human body really gets used to things. So even if you go walking, say for 10 minutes, 20 minutes a, a day, right? It helps you, but you have to change it up a little bit. If you don't spice it up, your body becomes used to that. It's like, oh, we're just going for another walk and nothing happens. That's right. Walk fast, slow down, you know, walk longer, you know, just do things or carry a bag, backpack, something just, you know, so just general um, ideas of how to carry the dog. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that, but not a lot of people can do that. So I'm always very mindful. (laughs) I have to look at the majority of people, right? Yeah, jogging too. Anything? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll think about that. We'll we'll uh, think about doing a podcast about you know walking. <laughs> yes, you know, changing up our walking routines and stuff. Right, right. So until that time, I am Christiana Eggy, and I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu, and it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.